Um, Brayton's one of our graduating students this semester. He just was selected as the commencement speaker to represent adult and graduate students. So I'm, I just want to um, shine some light on him. And um, I don't know if you have any words of wisdom, right? He's, he was joking that he's going to get a speech coach, right? <laughs> and uh, you have any words of wisdom for him? Is this for the vocational rehab program? Yeah, so it's for all it's for all graduation, but we have an undergrad and grad uh, two different commencements. So so yes, it's but he's representing all graduate and uh, um, adult programs. So if you're sort of not a traditional undergrad, that he's going to be the voice of mm. Maryville uh, graduation oh, commencement. Boy. We need to get a tagline for you or something. Uh, yeah, I. My plan is to juggle, do a little bit of juggling, I think. Um, like at the laser light show, smoke, smoke, machine, smoke, smoke machine. machines. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or uh, we a get... walk outside. <laughs> you know. On this episode of Mentor Moments, we are joined by Ms. Alexis Dugan. Be open. I, I guess I kind of thought to myself, you know, I moved to a whole different city you know, to, to be in this program. So I want to take everything, you know, that's offered to me. Alexis is the current student disability case manager at Texas A&M University Commerce. All right, Alexis, thank you so much for taking the time just to meet and chat with us um, on Mentor Moments. We would love to, first of all, you know, hear where you're calling from um, and like a short bio of your career and um, what has brought you to where you are today. So I am calling from Commerce, Texas. That's a little bit outside of Dallas. Um, I currently work as a student disability case manager for Texas and Commerce, and I've been here for the last three years. Uh, just thinking about my, you know, career bio, um, I, I think of education because that was really um, important to me. Uh, my grandmother was a teacher, um, and I was a teacher too for about five years on um, special education uh, throughout Florida and Duval County and Miami-Dade, Broward County. Um, and then I finished my uh, rehabilitation uh, degree. Um, and I went to VR uh, for a little while, but education, you know, caught me right back. And I ended up uh, getting um, the invitation to come out to Texas. And I'm now working as a student disability case manager, making sure that our students have um, their accommodations. Um, as for the law, making sure that they understand how accommodations work and that we're advocating for them. So that's a little bit uh, just about my uh, career uh, so far. I'm actually I'm a licensed uh, professional counselor associate as well. So that's something um, that I uh, finally got in um, uh, within the last year or so. And I uh, do a little bit of counseling um, in the addiction space. So working uh, with women uh, in transition uh, who are in sober living homes, um, I have uh, greatly enjoyed that work so far. I actually be going to uh, Italy in like a few weeks. Uh, I'm going to be gone for a whole month. Um, I'm going to be on an archaeological dig site with veterans, and I'm going to be providing, um, you know, therapeutic services to them. 
So I'm excited about that. We, we might have to have a, a second <laughs> episode here to, to learn about your 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 trip and going up overseas and and your dig. Right? That's 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 awesome. I'm very excited about that. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I, I also hear so many great things. Like, again, the 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 passion for rehabilitation, counseling, the the teaching, the addictions, independent living. I mean, you really got a, a foot or a finger or toes in like so many different avenues. How, like, how did you sort of find your way to rehabilitation counseling, and and how are you sort of uh, cultivating your passion because you're doing so much? Well, I remember actually when I was an undergrad, so my undergrad um, is in special education. You know, like all of these things are like really connected, but you kind of don't know about them until you get in there. So um, I remember in undergrad, I knew that I wanted to get a master's degree, but I wasn't quite sure what it was. And I actually met with the uh, director um, of the Disability Resource Center um, at my college at the time. And she mentioned like vocational, you know, like rehabilitation. I had never heard of it. I wasn't like, I, even in our special education program, like that never came up. And um, I remember she told me, well, I think a program in Tallahassee, you know, still has it. Um, and I, you know, started doing research and that's where like the step kind of got to my mind. Um, and once I had been working, you know, for a while as a teacher and I'm like, okay, um, I do want to go to grad school. I want to get into vocational uh, rehabilitation. I want to help individuals with disabilities, you know, get jobs and get independent living resources. And um, through the RSA grant, um, I did go to school on the FIU, Florida International uh, University uh, down in Miami, Florida. And uh, the program that I originally signed up for, um, I was a rehabilitation counseling, uh, but then I kept getting like pushed um, to kind of do the mental health counseling as well. And, um, you know, I said, why not? It's paid for, you know, so I think I should do it. And at that time, I was a teacher and um, I remember students like the program that I worked in, I would always say to myself, I am not a counselor. Like I'm a teacher, <laughs> like I'm not a counselor, but I really was. So, um, you know, I figured, you know, like, why not own those skills? And I'm glad, um, I'm really glad that I did do that. Yeah, I think if there's a common thread that we're hearing through our podcast and these interviews is people just sort of taking the chance, not saying no to something, being open, having being open-minded, being adventurous, um, and then kind of like yourself, realizing maybe you had that internal counselor all along, even if you were in this teacher role, you really were sort of making connections and listening and, and uh, helping people grow. Yeah, yeah. So I would definitely, you know, like agree with that. You know, be be open. I I guess I kind of thought to myself, you know, I moved to a whole different city, you know, to to be in this program. So I want to take everything, you know, that's offered to me, and I don't, you know, regret it like at all. I'm I'm happy that I did it. That's great. Yeah. So so with with so many um areas that you've been in um education and counseling and the rehab and the vr um i'm curious if um i'm curious how those things have helped you um in your profession how those things have maybe uh overlapped um and and what what's something that maybe our listeners wouldn't expect those that overlap to be has helped you 
Yeah, so just thinking about that, um, because I do work in student disability services, um, and a lot of people um, like do like ask that question, you know, but the point of vocational rehab is to work right and then work for students with disabilities, but most importantly, conceptualizing, you know, like a person with a disability and knowing that they are a person outside of a disability, um, thinking about how work um, you know, interact with that because the point of college is work. And I think sometimes that we forget about that. Like the reason why you're here is for work. Um, so being a person who works in student disability services, who's looking at accommodation, you know, to level the playing field um, for someone, um, you know, who does have a disability, you know, just thinking about my CRC, um, I'm able, you know, to provide that extra, um, you know, information regarding um, accommodations on the job. So what might that look like? Um, also letting them know, like, hey, you do know that we are maybe willing, you know, to pay for your education. Um, after they do that, they're going to be willing to place you, you know, in a job. You know, these are things that really should be married together because folks with disabilities, we know that they want to work. We know that, you know, the data says that they work just as well as individuals who don't have disabilities, but they may need a little extra assistance in making sure that they're being placed in suitable employment. So that is very important, um, you know, talking to students and about what that looks like for them. And here are the different things, you know, that, that could be offered to you for free. Um, thinking about, you know, my LPC status, um, it's very important for me uh, going back to identity, you know, to really like look at a person's identity and know that, yeah, this is a person in front of me, but there are different parts, you know, to their identity and how do those things, you know, like overlap because, you know, we have our disabled peers and then we have our non-disabled peers, but um, there's going to be, you know, just, just like a totally different experience. Um, and that's important for me, you know, to really think about those things and bring those, you know, things up. So, um, so, so right now I'm on the case manager and I don't like counsel, you know, like in my job, we have a counseling center for that. But just having like that same information, you know, that a counselor have, I can better speak to another counselor like, hey, this is what this person is struggling with and I think they need, you know, one, two, three. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I appreciate that that answer response. And, you know, again, I, I see your, you know, again, role or, or if I'm I'm hearing correctly, again, that it's an integrated team. And that's one of the things that brought me to, to rehab. I remember talking to my the, the department head at the time and he said, well, it's a collaborative effort. And I'm like, sure, that means I don't have to make the decision myself. Right. Like I like working with other professionals and um yeah, so I'm glad you kind of you pointed that out for people who are thinking about, you know, the profession. Um, so I guess my next question is, to, like, what do you love about working at a, at a college and, and working with people to help them, again, maximize their potential uh, and then obviously graduate and go into the workforce? So as a like master's student, I remember I was walking one day and I was talking with a friend and I was like, you know, I really like the atmosphere of college. You know, it's all these new people from different places. Like nobody's like really in a rush, like to go anywhere. Like you're always surrounded by learners and then just different, you know, like resources. So that's one of the things that I really like about working at a college is like the atmosphere, you know, you are always motivated. Um, you know to strive further because there's people who are constantly learning 
there's a lot of research that's happening and that kind of makes you, you know, want to be on top of your game. Um, and then I was a teacher, so I always, you know, have a love for education. I always have a love for working with students um, and just watching them, you know, like grow throughout the process. Because that student that you see, you know, the first year, it's not going to be the same student, you know, that you see by the end of that fourth year. Um, so that's, you know, just one of the things that I just really enjoy. Um, and then remembering myself in that position. Like, we were all students, you know, once. We remember, you know, missing a class or failing a test and um, and just kind of, you know, kind, kind of meeting that student, you know, where they are because you were there once too. And, you know, just sharing your different experiences. Um, and I really do, you know, like that because, you know, we're, we're all learners. That's very, you know, important. Um, I also like, you know, accommodations and accommodations are like not black and white. You know, it takes a lot of thinking sometimes to see, you know, how can we not, you know, change the nature of a course, but how can we still, you know, comply, you know, with Section 504. So it does take a lot of just like innovative thinking, a lot of going back, you know, and forth. And, you know, we, we, we just learn, you know, like so many different things. Yeah. I. I'm I'm wondering if there's any uh, success stories that you're thinking of right off the bat, just of of having to use that um, creativity and thinking outside the box for accommodations um, that you've been able to help a, a student. Yeah, so we kind of have a program. Um, it's called um, Atypical Ambassadors. Um, I'm going to actually name that program, um, and it was originally um, a pilot project for students on the spectrum. So I do a lot of work I would see it's on a spectrum on like a daily or weekly basis. Um, and I can think about, um, you know, one of our students who, you know, came to the program, who was a little, you know, shy and apprehensive. Um, and, and a big part of the program is work because a lot of uh, individuals on the spectrum, you know, they are cognitively, um, academically are, you know, like compatible uh, um with folks who aren't, but job is where it really shows, right? Like the data there is not good. And that student had never had like any work experience. He had nothing on a resume. And now he actually like works like on a campus. <laughs> and I see him sometimes and he's just like going to lunch, you know, like just like me. And you know, all of these things, you know, kind of work together, you know, um, to be successful, the accommodations piece the atypical ambassadors piece, the work piece, you know, all of those things really molded him into the campus employee um, that he is now. And, you know, just seeing him and just like, oh, look at him going to lunch. He's at work, just like me, you know. It's something that, that, that I just, you know, just, just really like to think about. Alexa, I wish our viewers could see you right here. You know, we're obviously just an audio podcast because you just are like lighting up, smiling. We can see your your passion, we can hear your creativity or see your creativity in, in your in your facial expression. So I, I guess, you know, I just want to thank you for, the, for that. Uh, and then I also want to sort of acknowledge that we sort of got to know each other, or at least introduced through Rick Sizemore and, and his VR Workforce podcast. But even before that, I, you know, I've seen your presence on social media and LinkedIn and, um, you know, I know I will call you an influencer. So like, talk, talk to us about some of the things you do, you know, YouTube and some of the things you do in LinkedIn that, that really help promote, uh, um, again, your, your, your passion and what you're doing for people with disabilities. 
So I am a YouTuber. Um, I joined YouTube as a YouTuber um, like a year ago. Um, and I just started doing videos um, in my office um, and then in my home. Uh, so I actually started doing um, adult daily living skills videos because I was a teacher um, and I did work with a lot of students who needed that extra push, you know, with washing dishes, with living independently. Um, because, you know, work is important, um, accommodations are important, a source education, but there's another piece, like you have to be able to do certain things, um, you know, on your own. Um, so I started doing simple videos like washing dishes, uh, sweeping, making things in the air fryer, um, just like fun, you know, videos that, that would fry or, or that would give on that extra instruction for a student or for a person who has a disability, um, you know, to show them how to do uh, different skills. Um, and then that transition um, into my educational video. So every Wednesday, I typically talk about um, educational topic. Like last week, I really focused on different services for you to know about uh, during midterms. So, you know, the counseling centers, student disability services, TRIO, um, uh, student health services, you know, these are tutoring. These are all services that you should be aware of, you know, before midterms come so that you can make sure that you're keeping up um, with the different things that you've already paid for that, that you know, you, you need to use them. Um, as well as student loan, but, you know, talking about my own journey and how we can make this thing work, um, you know, for free. Um, I'll actually be dropping a video this Wednesday about how now my doctoral degree is paid for. So I'm really excited about that and just letting people know, you know, to not be discouraged. Um, education is hard, like um, especially higher education. I was a first generation college student. My parents did not go to college and I got on a campus and like, I felt like defeated. Like I didn't know how any of these things work. Um, but now I have, you know, the birds I view, you know, to tell people, okay, here's where you go and here's what you say. You know, here's who you contact. Um, and those things have really helped students. I have a whole email list. Students email me on the regular. Sometimes they'll come and see me um, and ask questions. Folks who aren't even, you know, like registered with our office. Um, but that information, you know, helps everybody. Um, so that's one of the things that I really enjoy uh, doing on a regular basis. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure we put a link in, in the description here of the podcast so so people can follow you and, and share your great work. Thank you. I love that piece of um, giving back to the next generation of, you know, here's the things that like I wish that I had, you know, whenever I was your age or whenever I was going through those things. And so I, I really appreciate um, that piece of just, you know, passing on this info um, and hopefully, you know, those individuals will do the same. Um, one thing that we like to highlight here on the podcast are uh, professional organizations. Um, we'd love to hear um, if there are any kind of professional organizations that are uh, that our guests are a part of, um, and we love to just uh, give our guests the ability to highlight those um, if uh, you feel called to. Yeah, so that is really, really important. And that was something that I got into um, throughout my uh, rehab program uh, because I was on the RSA grant. And basically, um, there are certain uh, stipulations um, that you have to, you know, kind of do. Um, and one of those was being a part of professional um, organizations. So that's where I got um, introduced to uh, ACA. So I am a member um, of ACA um, as well as um, like their subset, um, I guess like their sub um, or sister-like or organization, um, which is ARCA. 
Um, I'm actually going to be uh, the student rep for ARCA. I will start my term um, in July. Um, I'm also currently a part of NRA, um, the National Rehabilitation um, uh, um, Association, and that's where I actually met Rick uh, through the social media committee because I am uh, the social media chair. So a lot of the things that you see put out on social media, um, those, um, those are from our uh, committee board. And then I think I'm going to be like the secretary too. Um, so I think I'll be the secretary um, until December. And then I also got introduced to NAMRIC. Um, and NAMRIC um, is under uh, NRA um, as well. Um, and that's basically, you know, like the multicultural uh, version of, um, of NRA. And that was the first time, you know, I saw a lot of black and brown people um, who are in our profession um, who have, you know, um, I'm assistant Lisa Bay. Um, actually, I'm the president I'm at the time of Michelle Temple. Um, uh, she was a director. Um, of the Disability Resource Center. And I was able, you know, to lean on her when I got this job, you know, to tell me, you know, so what are some things that they can add, you know, um, and what are some things um, that I should know. So, you know, being a part of professional org is just very important in that networking piece um, because, you know, those are people that you can lean on, you know, people who have been in this field for a while who can tell you, you know, like, hey, we you know one, two, three, if you're in a jam, you know, this is what you need to do. So that is very, very important. And most of the time when you're a student, like they have, you know, this kind of grades, you know, so take advantage of that. Or if you're on the RSA grant, um, they will cover that cost. Yeah, take advantage, right? Um, and again, I, this podcast is also in conjunction with our um, Missouri Rehab Association Eastern Chapter. So I really, again, I, I appreciate your, your thoughts on the importance of professional organization, joining multiple professional organizations. That's one of the things, again, I love about NRA that there's the national, then there's regional, there's state, and even in Missouri, we have five different regions of the of, of MRA. So it's, again, lots of opportunities to, to interact. Yeah, so we would love just to hear a little bit of um, any kind of tips that you'd like to share to our listeners. This is Mentor Moments. So we would love to open up the floor and to give you uh, the space to share your mentor moment. So I think that something, you know, that I would impart on a mentee would be to, you know, really take advantage of the opportunities, you know, that you see. You know, we kind of talked about that earlier. So, you know, don't be afraid, you know, to dabble in something. I was like very apprehensive I'm about the counseling um, at first because I was like, oh man, is that going to like put me like a year back? Like, what all do I have to do, you know? Um, but, you know, just stay flexible, um, I'm open your mind. Um, because you never know, you know, where those things, you know, may take you. Um, it's kind of, you know, like a spider web. Like, you want to have different pathways, you know, to that main point. Um, and you never, you know, just want to box yourself in. So, you know, stay open. Um, join your professional organizations. But don't just, like, join them and be, like, a bench warmer. Like, actually, you know, like, do things. You know, there's things for you to do, things for you to put on a resume. You know, you meet a lot of people who, like, are really, like, stakeholders, you know, in this field. Like, they've done, like, a lot. They have, you know, like, a big reach. You know, so it's very important, you know, for you to get in front of those people, um, to, you know, take on some of their wisdom. I mean, because they're going to, you know, retire one day, and they want to know that they're leaving this profession to folks who are, you know, competent 
And then most importantly, folks who have a love, um, you know, for the profession. Um, I, I work full time, you know, through, through throughout my program. Um, you know, so for folks who are working full time, like I understand, you know, how hard it is, you know, but keep going, you know, be encouraged, take breaks, you know, when you need to, um, because I understand how, how, and just how tough that is. But there is an end to it, you know, like eventually, and you will look back on it and you will be happy, you know, that you did and just stay encouraged. Yeah, we, we we we've been saying that a lot this episode. Mm. We we love that. We love that response. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just so excited to get this episode out so people can can hear you. Um, so we just want to wrap up and say th thank you for being uh, uh, interviewed here and helping us uh, share the good news of our profession. So thank you so much. Thank you. So if you're listening to this, that means that you're listening to Mentor Moments. That means that you're probably listening on either Spotify or Apple Music, or maybe you're listening some other way. Uh, we just want to recommend that you continue to listen. Uh, tune into some of our previous episodes um, and stay tuned. Subscribe to us um, because we'll have plenty more episodes coming your way as well. In addition to the podcast, we have two other ways for you to stay connected with the Missouri Rehabilitation Association Eastern Chapter and Maryville University's Rehabilitation Counseling Program. We are proud to announce the creation of a YouTube channel and a blog. Both the blog and the YouTube channel will have all things related to the Missouri Rehab Association Eastern Chapter and Maryville University's Rehabilitation Counseling Program. Check us out.